Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Should I take my hat off? Oh, I started recording. <laughs> no, you should not take your hat off because it says, give me six feet, which is actually the best. Caroline. Y'all, everyone listening, this is my bestie for my whole entire life. We're the Hello. Car- We've been the Carolines. It's Caroline Squires Nearman. Is your did you change your middle name to Squires or what's your? Yeah, it's Caroline Squires Nearman. So growing up, Caroline and I became best friends when we were two years old. We were the only friends that went to each other's birthday party. Like I think you were the only friend I had at my party, and it just was instant. How did we become besties? I think our moms were just good friends, and then we so we were around each other, and we just were instant besties. And like we did dance together and Caroline had the coolest older siblings, Ryan and Shay. <laughs> and they were like seven years older than you, right? Seven. And yeah. Two. So five and seven. Yeah. And so growing up, we would go play at your house and Ryan and Shay were always like cool teenagers. And they were like, they had like the, the junior high and high school talent show. And somehow we weaseled our way into Ryan's talent show act and we did a dance routine in front of the whole high school when we were like what how old were we oh my goodness I think we were like in fourth grade (laughs) and it was like a really big deal because the talent show was for the school that we didn't attend and it was for seventh grade to twelfth grade Uh, but somehow the Carolines weaseled their way in and we did our little dance routine with our cutoff shorts and we did in Yes. And we pretty much thought we were the coolest people ever. We felt like we stole the show. We're like, we're hanging out with the high schoolers and the, I mean, you know what it was? Because your brother, Ryan, he's so cool. But like, he was the guy that like, just kind of like made everything happen at the end. Like he's so rolling in hot. So they didn't have an act. Like every grade had to have an act. And so he just decided to like, act like a talent scout and throw us in the act as like the talent he was scouting. And then he just whipped together this act and he didn't have to do anything. (laughs) And we got to, and we got to shine. 
he's pretty much known for being efficient with everything he does. And so I think the most efficient way to get to accomplish his requirement for the talent show was to get us. (laughs) And then he didn't have to do anything. And it was great. Oh man. Gosh, we also, Caroline, growing up, every single weekend, we would spend the night together. We would do right. jazzercise, exercise videos. We'd play yes. ball. I mean, we'd go hunting for uh, giant, scary things that lived in the little pond behind your house. <laughs> oh, yes. What were they we called? Go on church. Um, we would go, what was what called? Those things that Ryan would find in the pond. Oh, um, the alligator gars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but you know what we love to do most was go to Mervyn's. <laughs> oh, Mervyn's! Get bodysuits. Yes, matching <laughs> outfits. We matched every day, and uh, we loved Mervyn's. And Mervyn's. We, would go with our, we would go with our moms and buy every single matching bodysuit we could. We only wore bodysuits. Caroline, correct. we made bodysuits cool before bodysuits were cool. If you oh, definitely me. yes, <laughs> we had every single color, and. Um, we also wore our hair, you remember, the same way. Oh, we and also you had cut. To cut my hair so I could get it to flow the right way. <laughs> so we and wanted we would to be use cool. that sunflower. Oh, we would spray we sunflower, would. like leave in conditioner on our hair and make. We, oh, we'd lay on the bed and put our head on the back of the bed so it would fall off. And then we'd brush our hair and get it so smooth on the top and do the right. tightest, tightest ponytail you could get. And then we'd spray it down with leave-in conditioner and let it dry so it literally would crack. It was so hard. Right. And then we'd have the one little hair in front of our face like Madonna that I would right. cut to make sure. Yep. It was that one hair. that Because it like, had to be on the same side. We had to just match perfectly. How did we even <laughs> come up to have the hair in our face? The one little like I don't know. I, I think that was your your initiation. <laughs> I think you started that, and I just, of course, went along with it. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, talk about true best friendship. Like literally, Caroline. I feel so, and the fact that we have the same name is crazy. But I feel so lucky because we have been best friends our whole life. Like it I never know. didn't. We never like lost it. You know. I know. I mean, even after you went to Baylor and then Nashville, you know, and then came back to Austin, it didn't matter, you know, how far away we were or how, you know, many days were in between us chatting. Um, You know, when you have something like that, it's just rare, lucky, and it never goes away. Man, so when Michael and I broke up, our and I, Michael and I had dated four years, and then I broke up with him for two years. And when I broke up, I was like, I am moving to Austin and Caroline, you had just moved to Austin because you we'd both been. I guess you had, you'd been living in Fort Worth and you had moved to Austin. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. My I feel like my life is falling apart. But I am moving in the same apartment complex with you. I got an apartment in there before I even like looked at it. Like I didn't care where the apartment was. I was like, I'm moving in the same place with you. We were like on like one floor apart, but like so close. So every single day we would hang out yep. and like. I was even there when you started dating Jason, your husband. I hope y'all meet. I know. I mean, well, I mean, the funny thing was, was I was so, so I went to, um, I was living in Waco because I went to law school there. Oh, you're living in Waco, there. not in Fort Right. So I was so excited because I was going to move to Austin and I was going to be single. And then my best friend was moving there. And we were going to we be single together. Apartment. 
Yes, a dating so much tornado. Fun. We were just going to date like crazy, which I did. You stopped. Yes. Yeah, we were. <laughs> well, then I met Jason, like, basically right when we moved there. And then that was all. Man, that right. was a fun year. Well, we had lots of fun. Oh, and we, uh, you helped, you ran. Catherine and I decided to train for a marathon, a half marathon. And you just would run with us just for fun. And then we'd run to the bar and go get sangria and drink. We'd run 10 oh, miles, yes. run straight to the bar, and then just drink tons of sangria. Yeah. That's the best sangria ever. Yeah. That was so good. But, yes, we lots of lots of fun times. I mean, that was a fun year. I'm so glad we got to, like, before we were married, before we had kids. We got to like live adult right. life. We got to like live adult life together. Yeah. Exactly. And it was so fun because we were, you know, older and like out of a certain time of our life and, um, you know, just got to enjoy kind of a new face. Yeah. I know. And then here, here comes all the babies. So you have two babies now. One of them is my godchild. Yep. Yes. Full Sorry, is yours? Ford and Knox. And Knox like we're cutting um, out. will be four in October. I can't believe Knox is already four I years I don't, old. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, so Knox will be four in October. And Ford will be two in October. So, um, yeah, just growing up. What's it like raising boys? Because you are outnumbered. You have, obviously, your husband and two boys. And so what is it like in a house of boys? Um, well, I mean, it's all I know, unless I'm comparing it to friends that have girls or, you know, remembering my nieces when they were younger, but boys are crazy. I mean, they're <laughs> full, they're full of energy. I mean, for me, I love it because, um, you know, you know, we play basketball and I love sports and I love being active. And so I love all that kind of high-end activity with boys, but it's exhausting. I mean, they wake up, they're ready to go, and it is nonstop, uh, 24-7. So, Do they just run around like little tornadoes? Oh, yeah. We call them banshees. There are banshees, <laughs> and they are nonstop. I mean, it requires so much energy. I mean, my mom and dad are helping right now, um, but, like, you really can't – I can do two, both of them, obviously, at the same time because they're my kids, but – a lot, you know, for my mom, she can't take both of them at the same time. They're Heck just no. so much. They run off. They're exploring. Like, I mean, it's just nonstop. So y'all are in Colorado right now. Yes. So oh, we escaped, escaped the heat and, um, you know, just being able to stay, you know, six, six feet away <laughs> from everybody. And your whole fam is there? Yes, everybody's here. They're slowly starting. Everyone's slowly starting to leave. But, um, yeah, we're just enjoying the nice, cool weather here and staying out of Texas. What has it been like being in Colorado? And did y'all fly there? No. So we, um, we usually fly because we come every summer. But, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything, we just weren't comfortable putting our banshees on an airplane um, you know, they just put their hands in their mouth. They aren't great at wearing their mask. And so, um, they were just too, too young. So mm -hmm. we, um, packed up our vehicle and left and we spent the night in Amarillo and then made the rest of the trip here. 
but they did great. You know, I was say, you how was that car trip? Well, I really geared myself up <laughs> for it to be awful. Like okay. I was yeah. like, this is going to be awful because we took them to Edge Falls, you know, one time. Um, and that's like a little little secret water hole in Texas that y'all go to, like a little pond, farm. Right. Yeah. Place. So it's um, it's our family's place that's um, in Texas, and it has a big watering hole. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going back to that, you might recall when we took a little trip there when we were seniors in high school. But anyway, <laughs> so we took the kids on a trip there. And, um, it's usually like three hours from Waco and Knox is potty trained. And so anytime he had to stop to go to the bathroom, we had to pull over. And then of course he wanted to buy something at the gas station. So it ended up turning into like a five and a half hour trip. Right. And so after that, I was like, I'm never driving anywhere that's longer than like two hours with these kids. But then this whole opportunity came up and I was like, well, I guess we're just going to go to Colorado. Yeah. It's going to take a hours? week to get there. How many hours away is Colorado? So I think it was like 14 and a half or 15. Wow. How did you do it? So y'all, how did you do that? Well, I guess during COVID, you know, the great mother that I am, <laughs> I got my kids addicted to the iPads. So, <laughs> so we... Um, so we put the iPads on and yeah. they didn't complain too much. Okay. What are you, what do they like to watch? So, um, I mean, they call it Baba, which is just really anything they, they find on kid YouTube kids. Mm-hmm. So Knox has really gotten into, they watch all these little like truck videos and car videos like kids. Um, Knox has recently gotten into more like Peppa Pig. Okay. Yep. yep. And, um, Curious George. Oh. Um, but yeah, they like mm-hmm. to watch. There's all these like songs and like baby bus and all these different things that I hope they're learning from. Um, but yeah, so it, I geared it up for it to be awful. And then it turned out to not, to not be so bad. So what have you so, loved doing in Colorado? What have y'all been doing that's been awesome? Well, the best part yeah. is that, you know, we can get the kids out of the house. You know, in right. Texas, it's like so, so hot. That if you're not in water, especially now, you can't go anywhere. Um, it's just so hot outside. So, you know, it's just so beautiful here that we can take them to every single playground. I bike them, you know, all around. We go to <clears throat> watering holes and just kind of adventure outside 24-7. So mm-hmm. it is so fun. Oh, I know. What... Um... What are your thoughts on this pandemic? Like, what is happening? Like, what is happening with the world? You know, it's, it's crazy. It's scary. Oh, I don't even know if I've told you, but, um, you know, we actually had a, a COVID scare here. Really? Yeah. So, um, first of all, back to my thoughts. Um, you know, it's just, it's, to me, it's scary. It's, um, it's just the unknown, you know? So, Um, but it, you know, we are where we are and we just have to go with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for me being around my parents, I want to make sure that, um, and they help with the kiddos that we're taking all the precautions we can to, you know, be safe and keep our kids around them. Mm -hmm. So, um, but anyway, so our babysitter, uh, drove up to Colorado with my mom, um, because my mom didn't want to fly. 
So she drives up with my mom and, um, she's with us for like from Monday until Saturday. She flies home Saturday. Well, Sunday, the next day she gets home. She, um, doesn't feel good, mostly sinuses, et cetera, and goes to the doctor thinking mm-hmm. she just has a sinus infection. Well, they ended up testing her for um, corona, and she had it. Oh, gosh. And she was with y'all the whole time? Yes. So, so what? we were totally freaked out because my mom was in the car with her for 16 hours. And then was she but, staying with y'all at the house? And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I holding mean, the she kids was, and everything. How did y'all not yeah, get she, it? I have no idea. I mean, we are so shocked, but, um, you know, when my mom drove up with her, she made her wear a mask the whole time Mm -hmm. in the car and my mom wore a mask and then she sat in the back seat, um, because my mom had talked to my sister who lives in Hong Kong and in Hong Kong at school, they've rearranged, um, desks and they don't, they do something where kids can't turn uh, backwards or something. I don't know. Something she learned from my sister. She put her, our babysitter in the back seat. And so she took every, Oh, and rode with the windows down most of the way. (laughs) Your Um, mom has always been, when it comes to taking precautions, leave it to Cynthia to go. If there's a 10 out of 10, Cynthia's doing a 20 out of 20 out of 10 checklist. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Safety first. always. Always. She's always sending you articles on the internet about some weird disease floating around. And now it actually is happening. All her precautions are paying off. Right. So, um, anyway, she sent, um, she did all that and then none of us got it. So we called our, you know, doctor to make sure, you know, we didn't need to do anything else, but we stayed away for 14 days and kind of followed all that stuff, but none of us got it. That's crazy. Yeah. But you know, she had very, very mild symptoms and lost her taste and smell and yeah, that's it. Oh, I know. I'm like, I just, it's like, I always try to find the positive and everything. And there is a lot of positive, like, yes, we're getting like family time and like, you know, it's like helping us reassess our values, but like, just like, when is it gonna end? You know, I know jobs and working and like, but I don't know. I just, we, I've just, we've never lived through anything like this. It's just bananas. And like, I want to get to Texas to go see my, to see the, my family, to see you. And right. it's just like living in Nashville, it's hard to, uh, we're debating on if we should fly. What will that be like? Is it worth the risk? And it's just like, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard and you know, Sunny being so small, that's a long car trip with her, mm-hmm. but, um, we got to keep on chugging along and just doing all that we can. And, you know, I actually pulled my boys out of school. So I was, I wasn't comfortable sending them to school, even though I know the school is going to go above and beyond to keep them safe. Um, but you know, they're just so small and, um, that was my personal decision. So are you homeschooling? Well, they're, you know, they're so small that we don't really have to homeschool much. Right, right, right. Um, so my mom um, has a preschool curriculum knowledge, and so she's going to homeschool. Or she'll help teach Nogs a little bit. I feel like um, your mom's made for that. Like, she's probably going to love it. Yeah. She, she, we'll see if not how Knox does. They're so close that I don't know if Knox will be able to like sit and try to learn stuff. He'll want to <laughs> go outside and explore and all of that. 
Is it so great having your family around now that you have kids? Yeah. So, you know, we had Knox in Austin and um, Jason, my husband, just travels all the time with work. And as much as we loved Austin, it just, uh, we just knew that coming to Waco would be easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being, being home and having family right there to help. Uh, I mean, you don't realize how incredible it is until you have it. Yes. So, um, yeah. So we've been so blessed and lucky to have that. And um, they're so, so helpful and gives mommy a break. Oh, my God. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
So what is it like coming back to Waco as an adult? Because we grew up in Waco and I felt like Waco was such a great place to grow up. And then right. you went to TCU, which is in Fort Worth. And then um, I guess you came back to Waco for law school. So you kind of knew what it was like living in Waco, but you're in the college vibe. What's it like living in Waco as an adult? Well, you know, what's funny is that I always said and thought to myself, I'm never going to come back to Waco. I mean, I was just like... Why is it that we say that about our hometown? It's like, oh, I'm going to get out and go do all this stuff. But then you're like, God, home is really actually great. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think like everything changes once you have kids. Yes, you know? yes, I mean, yes. Everything changes and your priorities change. And, um, you know, when we're young and single or newly married or with no kids, you can go and you can do. And, you know, we like in Austin, we loved like going out and going to restaurants and all the things that you can do. But once you have kids, especially yeah. babies, all that changes. So, um, I mean, even once I had Knox in Austin, I truly missed the community that Waco was to us growing up. I mean, yeah. there are just incredible people in Waco, um, like so supportive. And, you know, I remember somebody saying that it takes a village to raise a kid and, yeah. you know, you pick your village and you find people that are there to help and support you. And I just think that Waco has such strong community and support, you know? So, so, so good. Yeah. So coming back to raise a family, you know, it's just so, it's so different and, um, there's so much to do. I mean, you have great children's museums. You have, I mean, to me, one of the, my favorite things is Ridgewood and, you know, being able to get on the lake in five minutes, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. we grew up on the lake. Oh my gosh. The lake was everything. Yeah. Your dad taught me how to ski. I mean, I wasn't great at it, but he taught me. <laughs> you would like get up on your slalom like at five. Yes, and then I, I know. was like on two skis, trying not to bust my face. Oh. Um, but yeah, your dad was the king of teaching everyone to ski. I know. We used to live on that lake all the I time. Know. Yeah, there's so I much to do. There's just so yeah. much to do. Well, and especially when you have a family, you know, there's just a lot to do when you have a, fa- a young family and a family. I still remember when my dad surprised us. Do you remember our jet skis? Oh yes. Okay. So, so fun. Yeah. Well, my dad like surprised us with jet skis, but they were literally, I mean, I had never even seen a jet ski before. They were like the first jet skis like ever out. And we thought they were so fast. Oh yeah. Uh, but now looking back on what they have now, I mean, they were like, do, 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 just like <laughs> so, not, not so fast. Uh, but we felt so independent, yeah, like being that. on a jet ski oh, yeah. and getting to go dart around the lake. Yeah. Oh man. But, but, um, and then we would, you know, tie those alligators behind the barge, mm-hmm. the blow up alligators yep. and like sit on the alligators while we went out and it was so fun. So now I'm taking the barge out. So we grew uh, up going out on that barge. Now I'm taking a, taking it out with my friends and it's so fun. I know. I realize now like our parents really did design a really great life. I mean, you got the, you got the swimming pool, you got, uh, the barge, you got, if you want to go golfing, then there's great countryside near Waco where you can go explore. Yeah. I mean, really? And there's great schools, great community. It really is a nice, nice 
thing. Now that we have yeah. Sunny, I'm like, gosh, uh, we're so far away from Waco, but I'm like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you get it. Uh-huh. But also what's so great about Waco is you're right in between Dallas and Austin. So, I mean, yeah. remember we would always go shopping in Dallas. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so easy to get to. And if you want to go, you know, out to eat in Austin, you can go and come back. So, um, yeah, we've, we've enjoyed it. And, you know, for me too, um, with Jason traveling for his work before the whole pandemic, um, happened and he stopped traveling, but you know, he would, when we lived in Austin, it could take him an hour and a half to go, you know, 10 miles to, from the airport. Mm-hmm. But in Waco, I mean, he literally just lands and, um, is, is home in 10 minutes. So for us, it's just been easier. And I think, you know, we get to spend more time with our family. So yeah, for us, it works, you know, every, every, you just got to evaluate what, you know, your family needs and, you know, it's hard, but I know fitting it all in. So how do you balance? Cause you're obviously a lawyer you're a mother and sometimes you are a single mother because Jason is gone traveling. How do you keep all those plates in the air? How do you do working and raising kids and then parenting alone sometimes? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think all of it is hard, whether you're a full-time mom, whether you're full-time worker, part-time mom, single mom, all of it is hard. And so you just have to, you know, give yourself grace to be the best that you can be and just kind of take it day by day. So, you know, I just try to balance everything the best I can. And I realize that I'm not going to be able to do something. Like and what's your I work just, life, ba- what's your work balance? What's your work? Um, I guess work balance. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I try to, I try to spend as much time as I can with my kids because yeah. it's going to go as fast as it it's going to go. Mm-hmm. So I try to do my work when the kids are napping or when they've gone to sleep at night or I wake up an hour early before they wake up to try to get it done. So I try to get my work done, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm can and the kids are, you know, sleeping, etc. But I also know that sometimes I'm just not going to get it done and, mm-hmm. I might have to give them the iPad to, to let them just sit there for an mm-hmm. hour and that's okay. You yeah. know, it's okay. So, um, and then I call in for help, you yeah. know, because it's okay to call in for help. I call my yes. babysitter, you know, I call my mom, um, because you have to realize that it's okay to have help, you know, yeah. and to call on help. And yes. Um, and I love too, though. I love that our generation, especially like, I feel like, it was really hard to do, uh, to sometimes work, be a full-time mom or, or as much of a full-time mom as you can and have a career. And I love that, like, we as women in this day and age, we really can, we can do both. But I think it's, uh, I think it's great to show your kids, I'm having a career. I'm also 100% here for you, but sometimes I have to, like, I have to get help because I'm, I am a, again, I want to show that to Sunny. Like, I don't want you to not do your dreams. Like right. I, when you grow up, like if, if you have kids, like, yes, obviously you be a mom if you want to, but like still do your dreams. And I think that's good to show yeah. your kids that you're still working hard and providing for the family and doing your dreams and being a mom. Like that's a great, right. I love that. That's yeah. how we live th- this generation. Yeah, and I, right. 
And I mean, I think like for you having a daughter, I think it's awesome for her to see her mom doing that. For me having sons, I want them to, you know, see the importance of um, having a mom that's doing that or in the future, you know, a woman supporting them to Mm -hmm. support their dreams and goals and help them, um, you know, get where they want to get, you know, whenever they're older, finding their wife, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I just try to, and you know, for me, it's good for my kids to get a break from me. They need <laughs> yeah. to be around, you know, other people. And for me, it's a good, I need a break. Like mm-hmm. I need to get on, you know, a work email and have an adult conversation with somebody, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, it's good for everyone to get that, um, that little bit of break too. Totally so, agree. And and I just try to do the best. You know, I've realized I'm not going to be perfect at everything. I'm not going to be a perfect mom every day. I'm not going to be perfect at my work every day. I just have to do the best I can. And then, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Amen to that. What yeah. has motherhood, how has motherhood changed you? Well, for me, you know, it's completely changed my um priorities. You know, I, Mm -hmm. before I was more about myself, probably we all, we all were because, you know, I focused on what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. Um, you know, and I could, because I had no other responsibilities. So, you know, now everything is about my kids first. And so put, I always, of course, put them first and everything I really try to do is for them. Um, And so changing priorities and just, you know, of course, you know, feeling a love for somebody that you've never felt before. So it's just life changing and it's the greatest, you know, gift that I think. What's a day or a memory that you think of that just brings you so much joy? Like when you think about it, it just swells your heart. Um, I think probably the day that I gave birth to Knox because, um, you know, but not everybody else knows that we did, we did surprises, you know, with Knox and Ford. So we didn't know if it was a boy, we didn't know if it was a girl. And so with our, with Knox, you know, just having that moment, not only that I became a mom, but also only Jason and I in that moment knew that we had a son. Uh-huh. Oh, and so so it was, it was just like, you know, so besides the doctors and nurses, of course, but just having that moment of becoming parents, but also like, here's, here's our son that nobody else knew whether it was a girl or a boy. And so it was just really, um, really special. And, um, you know, I just, you don't ever know what it's like until it happens you know so that day I know what you mean like that day when meeting Sunny like I it is it is just the most transformative experience I think I'll ever have in my life like yeah it's just insane I know and you just are holding this tiny human being that depends on you I mean for survival and so Yes, it's you feel like, oh my gosh, I have this um, responsibility, but you know the love and everything that goes along with it is just there's nothing like it. Yeah, 
So it, that's probably obviously my happiest moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cairo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, well, I'm so happy that we finally have had a chance to get this interview documented because literally you have shaped me so much. You are so much of who I am. Like, honestly, the, the Carolines for life. Like it's just been such a blessing in my life to have you as a best friend, to have someone that you've walked through every single phase of life with who has known you from the start, like to just be seen. You and right. I have seen each other our whole lives. I mean, what a blessing is that to have a friend like that. And now like we have families together and our husbands get along and when we all like get together, it's like so fun. And it's just like, that's just so rare. And I think the older I get, the more I realize the rarity of it, you know, because when you're young and you're doing all this stuff, like everything's oh, new and sure. exciting and you meet people and all this stuff. But then like when you get to this next chapter, it's like, wow, these are the people in my life. Like you are a person in my life who is a rock of who I am. And it's just amazing. Right. And I mean, there's very few that have, you know, that, that are able to go through all of this part of life with yes. each other. You know, you meet your good college friends. Yes. You you meet your good post-college friends. You meet your mommy friends. Like, but I mean, you and I have been going at it since <laughs> birth. And, you know, we, I mean, I still have my best friend necklace. I do too. We had best <laughs> friend necklaces when we were like in elementary school. I still have mine too. Yeah. So we had, it's the little heart that fits together and then on the back side of it, we have Cairo C and Cairo S. And we got the other one's name. Like, I right. have the Cairo S because yep. you're my, I wear that piece of my heart is you. And then yep. you have the Cairo C. <laughs> yes. And we used to do gymnastics together all the time. And you were South yeah. Carolina and I was North Carolina or what was it? Or Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, everything. Not one thing did we not do together. I know. It's Freaking so awesome. fun. I mean, I mean, you could, we could go on literally for years of all our, our memories and excursions <laughs> and, uh, all the things we did, but what's something, uh, what's a story? Do you, are there any stories that you have of our childhood that just like pop into your mind that must be shared? Um, well, I mean, to show what strong of a bond we had, you know, I got really upset when you started going to camp, like, <laughs> because I mean, I pretty much only spent the night with you, you know, when we'd have sleepovers. So, yeah. you know, you start going to camp for like a month oh, and I'm no. thinking, what is she doing? She's leaving me for a month. <laughs> and after that, it affected me because I couldn't spend the night. And remember when you came back, I would try to spend the night with you and I would you're, get I would a stomachache. Oh, you get a stomachache. 10, 10 a.m. But, 10 p.m. Or 10 p.m. I mean, yeah. And how, your dad would have to take me home but (laughs) oh every uh, time the night would come around you'd be like my stomach hurts you I know I know I I ruined you I ruined you I know yeah so that really affected me when you started (laughs) to go to camp (laughs) (laughs) what would be yours man we even like, like, I just don't know why this is popping in my mind. Like we would get boxes and you and I made little symbols of like a language and then we'd write oh. out like all the language and the symbols and we try to like yeah, we, to each other that no one else could read but us. Yes. We had our own private language for sure. Oh yeah. 
I don't know. It's just like, it's just such a blessing in my life. Like I am so oh. thankful for our relationship. It's just amazing. Yeah. I know. It's so incredible. I remember, I also remember like when your mom would pick us up from carpool with um, that fried okra. Oh, from under, um, un, un, Underwoods. Underwoods. Yes. We go get fried okra and eat a whole pint of it. Yum. Yeah. So, so good. good. It's so good. So good. Oh, my. oh gosh. And when we would spend the night at your house, we would prank call boys. Oh, we would yeah. like call them and prank call all the boys. And sometimes boys would even come over to our, your house and we'd like prank call Grant Goble and Russell Jones and Paul yeah. McNamara. Oh my God. That's what I remember. When we were in like third grade, Russell, wait, somebody wanted to ask you out, but you already had a boyfriend. So they asked me out for the condolence <laughs> prize. <laughs> Who was it? Was, which one? I so, can't remember. One of the boys, I think it was Russell. I think he wanted to ask you out, but you were already dating Grant Goble in third grade. And then, so Russell just asked me out as a side effect, as a, as a second place winner. And I said, yes. <laughs> three days oh, oh gosh. But we would, we would have like, whenever we would break up, we would have a friend break up with them. We couldn't, oh, yeah. you know, nobody ever did it themselves. No, so. no, no. Every, all the boys always wanted to ask you out. And then I would just get, I would be the leftover. Like whoever. Oh. It's so true. You were like the one all the boys wanted to date. And then I was like cool and stuff. But like I, I would get, if you were taken, then they'd be like, okay, I guess I'll ask out Caroline Cutbirth. Oh, hush. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we went together. So yeah, you and I always together. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. I feel like they're like, I feel like I, remember we would go to El Conquistador with our parents like every yes. Friday or something. And I feel like. One of us broke up with a boyfriend from the payphone at El Conquistador. You did with Grant Goble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was right. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, Caro. God, the memories, I it's just so good. I love that. We're, I, I love I love it all. So yeah. I always end all my podcasts with Leave Your Light, but I'm kind of turning it into since the podcast is called Get Real. Yeah. What do you want to get real with people? What kind of, what do you want people to know? About myself? Anything. Just like what comes to mind? Like, what do you want? What kind of wisdom do you want to get real and drop on people? Um, I think that's a tough question. I know. What do you want um, to know about yourself? And then what do you want them to know about life? I know. I'm sorry. There you go. It's, not, it's, yeah, it's no you, easy. You There's no crying in baseball, Caroline. Okay. Yeah, you got to yeah. answer the question. You know, I think that as you know, I've gotten older, you know, I've just realized that life changes. You yeah. know, and you know, you think that things are going to go a certain way, um, and and they don't. Yeah. And so, I think you have to be able to. And for me, change is hard. You know, I don't, I don't like change. Um, yeah. I get comfortable in my way, and I don't like change. So, I think you have to realize um, that change is inevitable. And when it happens, um, you have to accept it. You have to be strong and you have to persevere. Um, but you have to remember to look out for yourself and mm -hmm. take care of yourself. And That's so, so true. Um, How did you learn that? Would you not look out for yourself for a while? and Would it like weigh you down? Well, I mean, I think that, um, you know, just through family experiences um, and I think I was always one to kind of um, – I would think kind of put others first and 
Um, and I, you know, I think it's just important to take care of yourself and, totally. you know, um, you know, for, for me, you know, one reason that I became a lawyer was that my parents always instilled in me that, you know, how important education is and being able to support yourself because you never know what's going to happen in life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's one reason I continue to, you know, try to work and balance everything because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So you have to take care of yourself and, um, you know, look out for yourself when things happen. But I think totally. realizing that change is in, inevitable, you know, I mean, y'all have experienced it with death and the family and unexpected death and just work changes, life changes. And, you know, yeah, that's what, that's what I think. You're so wise, Caro. I don't know about that. I, you know, it's also trying to, to live by your words, you know, you can say a lot of words, but you know, it's, it's hard, harder to live by what you're saying. So kind of making it a purpose to practice and act what you believe in, you know? I love that. Yeah. Walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people do talk the talk because they want people to perceive them a certain way. And so, um, you know, I think just trying to find who you are, what you believe in, um, and act it, you know, act what you, what values, what morals, et cetera, that are yours. Amen. Caro, I love you so much. Thanks for getting the boys out with your parents and figuring out a time to get this podcast done. I mean, it's just, I'm telling you, making it all fit, it's like a puzzle. And I am so glad we could have this conversation locked down in history forever. I'm I'm glad I could um, use my cell phone because I couldn't figure out the (laughs) Zoom on the... uh, and, you know, of course, like not able to, you know, get myself ready every morning. Oh, ever, don't worry. Really. I mean, I look terrible every day. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry, Michael. I, I need to try again. One day, well, that's, you, know what's, you know, what's funny is every new year, every new year, I'm like, all right, I'm going to really focus. Like, I mean, I love, you know, I love to work out. You so, love I mean, to I can, work out. You've always I, loved to work out. Right. And I can put my workout clothes on and go work out. But, you know, I look at so many moms that are always put together, you know, their hair's done, their makeup's done. They have a cute outfit on. So every new year, I'm like, I'm going to do this for Jason. And they like get back to their pre-pregnancy body weight. And I'm like, how do you do this? Yes. And and their hair's all curled and everything. And every new year, I'm like, I'm going to do this for Jason. I'm going to like start getting myself ready, you know, because I mean, in high school, I loved to get ready. I would have my hair straight. I would have it cute outfit every day. Oh my God. In high school, I would like think the night before about my outfits that I was going to wear. I mean, come on. So every new year, I'm like, this is the year I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to focus on really getting ready. And that's where priorities, you know, are not there. (laughs) We're not first anymore. I know. And I'm like, I want 
Michael to think I'm sexy. I want him to think like, ooh, dang, girl, you look good. Ow. But I'm like, when it actually rolls around and the morning happens and Sunny's crying and you got to get the bottle going and you're on the floor chasing around, I'm like, I do not want to be in freaking jeans. I cannot yeah. have my hair down because she's going to rip it out. If I put right. on earrings, anything other right. than a stud, she's pulling yep. them out. I mean, if I put on makeup, I'm going to have milk on it. She's going to wipe her face, hand down it. Like, Food, why? Yep. Food yep. is in my hair. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I can't do yeah. it. I'm sorry. I cannot yeah. do it. The, the actual, um, the, 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 the reward is not worth it to me. Like it is so much right. more of a pain in the ass to have to do right to be ready than just to put on workout clothes and roll with it. I know. I sorry, agree. husband. 100%. Take and us on a date. Now we'll get dressed up. <laughs> yeah. And we're in a pandemic. So where are we going? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, they make so much cute workout clothes now. So, yeah, and it shows your butt and your boobs, and that's great. Yeah. That's so, yeah, there we are. <laughs> well, I love you, Caro. You're love the you. in the whole world, and have the, a great rest of your time in Colorado. Thank you. Love you so much, and thanks for having me. Yes, this is the best. Okay, okay bye. Love you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.